calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and it's the Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kat, and today we don't have JJ again. Uh, I should just say, JJ's in the middle of a really intense boot camp um, for data science. Is this okay that I'm explaining this? I figured we should tell everyone. Um, I had a couple drinks, and that sounded like JJ's in a really intense boot camp for dad science, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so this is our announcement. No, just kidding. Um, yes, he is, so he's uh, doing that. And usually it doesn't interfere with our interview nights, but he's been pretty busy the past week. So he will be back soon, we promise. Yes, we will have our hardcore skeptic back before you know it. On this episode, we have Alex on. She is on TikTok, like many of our guests. And she has a pretty interesting story. She's the self-proclaimed plant girl, and you'll find out why in a little bit. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the podcast, No One Cat. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I um, was watching your feed, I guess it was maybe Sunday night, and it was pretty interesting. I hadn't quite seen this type of paranormal experience described before, which to our audience, I might kind of surprise them because we have interviewed so many people who have had paranormal experiences. And I swear every time we kind of go through a mass of bookings, I'm like, oh gosh, are we going to be able to find anybody with ghost stories? And then it's just like even more ghost stories pop up. So I'm excited for you to get to share your experience with our audience. Absolutely. When did you start um, getting into TikTok? So I had been on TikTok for a while and I have this thing where I create account, post some TikToks, they don't do well, delete the account, create a new one. I'm like, come on, something has to give. And that was the absolute last thing I thought would go viral. I posted it on, I think, February 13th. It was the day before Valentine's Day or the day after one of those. And I woke up to my phone just blown up with notifications, people texting me, people calling me, um, people sending me messages. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going on right now? And when I checked my TikTok, I was like, okay, that's the one that went viral. Like I was so confused. So yeah. Is that that what they say works best? It's kind of like starting like all over. Yeah. Well, I thought that yes. And then when I created this account, I actually had posted a couple other TikToks, just funny TikToks. 
I'm usually just myself on there. I don't try to do any trends or anything, but that was like the one trend I did and it just blew up. And I was like, okay, maybe I should try the trend train because apparently it worked for me. So um, they always say use, you know, popular sounds, popular trends that are going on and you're more likely to go viral. I just did not expect that one to go viral at all. So I've, I haven't been consistent with our podcast one. Um, I'll, I've mainly been doing trends, I feel like, but we still get some traction. It just, in my mind, I'm like, are these so half-assed that like, we just won't ever. I think it's just all the algorithm. Like, um, I know Alex used one of the, like one of the, um, songs I love the most on TikTok. It's the one where it starts kind of like happy and then trends down as it goes <laughs> at the end. And you're like, by the end, you're, you know, it has a fun kind of reveal moment usually in, in those TikToks. So yeah. Alex, before we get to your stories, we do like to ask on a scale of zero to 10 on kind of our believometer of ghosts, zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all. 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Definitely a 10, definitely a 10. Yeah. After the experiences I've had, I'm like, there's no way there's not something paranormal floating around us that we can't see. Yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. when we get like a hard 10. Yes, hard 10. I have a whole list of stories for y'all. And how old were you when you had your first supernatural experience? I would say probably when I was around six or seven, my grandma, so the subject of my haunted plant story, um, I pretty much stayed at her house when I was younger. My parents both traveled and worked and went to school. So I pretty much hung out with my grandma all day. And I remember this little boy that was always at the house and we play and we talk and we jump on the bed together and come to find out there was never a little boy there. So <laughs> I would say that was my first paranormal experience that I didn't actually know was happening until I grew up. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> How did that like come to fruition like did you ask about him were you like whatever happened to my friend yeah I asked my mom years later so my grandma passed away when I was nine I was a little bit older then but I still didn't know that you know that little boy wasn't real and I remember asking my mom like hey who was that kid that I always played with and she was like what kid are you talking about and I was like the little boy that was always with me like we saw him every day every time we went to grandma's house and she was like yeah there was never a little kid and I was like are you sure about that? But no, yeah, there was never a little kid. So I was seeing someone, he was a playful spirit, I believe. So no harm done, but yeah, that house was pretty haunted. <laughs> and do you remember like to this day, what he looked like, or do you just kind of remember being around somebody at that time? I just remember being around somebody and I remember like he would never smile. He was always just straight face looking at me. So yeah, I don't really remember what he looked like. I know he had dark hair, um, but that's about it. And uh, yeah, I just remember someone being there with me and playing with me. It's like thinking back to my past, like who were all my childhood friends and do I have <laughs> pictures of them and were they real? And does my mom remember them? Cause I wonder if any of them were ghosts. <laughs> like now I'm suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kat, didn't JJ say that his mom told him that he talked to like a deceased relative or something when he was a kid? Yeah, that came out later. He had not, he didn't even tell us on the earlier episodes. Well, Mother's Day is coming up, so we got to get on that Mother's Day podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot about that. I know I did too. I thought about it the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost Mother's Day. We need to do that. Yeah, Alex, we're thinking of having like all of our moms on for an episode. Oh my God. That's and so fun. Because I know my mom would be like, this is stupid. <laughs> and then 
JJ's mom would probably be more into it. Sorry to bring that up in the middle of this, but we got to get on. <laughs> it's almost here. Well, Alex, so you had that experience. Where did you kind of go from there in the supernatural? So I guess that pretty much leads up to my haunted plant story, if you're going to jump into that, because that happened when I was nine years old. So I was still a kid when it all happened. Um, is it okay if I jump into that? Story? Yeah, absolutely. That's like the coolest, weirdest story. I seriously, it's so crazy keeping up with the comments and the DMs and everything I get about it. Cause people are just so interested. It's, I just, I guess no one else has ever had a haunted plant, which is yeah, kind of cool, kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, I have watched so many spooky TikToks and I mean, I've never heard of that. So I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to hear your story. I think it almost has like 2 million views, right? It does. It does. And it's just wild to think about. I still look at it and I'm like, how did this happen? It's just so crazy to me. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. So I'm super excited. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Haven't. Awesome. I hear yeah. it here first. I'm excited. I'm excited to tell you the story then. Um, so my grandma, she was from Mexico and they practiced what I now know as Santeria, which is a combination of the Catholic religion and this, the African, um, I don't know what the religion is called, but it's a combination of two religions and it's practiced mainly in Cuba. Um, and my family was into that and it can be used for good, good and it can be used for bad. And unfortunately, I think most of my family used that for bad. Um, and there was just a lot of jealousy in the family. This is kind of like the backstory of the family part, but yeah, a lot of jealousy in the family. Um, between, you know, cousins and sisters and brothers. And that kind of just stemmed, I feel like that energy created a negative energy within the family. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was nine, my Nana passed away, I called her Nana. And I spent pretty much every day of my life, my, of my childhood life there up until I was nine. And um, like I told you guys, I saw a little ghost boy and around her house, there were a bunch of haunted items. I actually have one of the haunted mirrors right behind me. Oh, um, so <laughs> I was like, I just thought I would bring it so that way you guys could see it. But yeah, so her house was just full of like kind of creepy items. Um, there was one doll that I don't know if you saw my TikTok, um, but it, if you sewed a little milagro, that's what they're called, a little like um, body parts. I know it sounds weird, but they're little like metal charms of body parts. And if you wanted to heal a broken arm or, you know, whatever it is, you sew that item onto the cape and the saint or the object of whatever the, you know, cape is on. So in my case, it was a baby Jesus statue. Um, the miracle would happen and there would be rituals that were done and then the miracle would happen. And then um, the doll would cry. So you can see on the doll's face, there's little tear marks and it's really, really creepy. I do have a TikTok about that one. Um, so there were a lot of stuff like that in her house. So when she passed away um, at her funeral, there was a you know plethora of plants and flowers and things that you typically see at a funeral. My mom sees this plant that we later found out is a peace lily, which are pretty common at funerals, but you usually should not ever take a plant from a funeral, which we know now. Um, and so we took that plant with us and kept it in our house. So that's kind of the basis of the story. Um, throughout that year that we had the plant, weird stuff would happen. The main thing being my little sister, who was four years old at the time, would see scary people around the house. Mm -hmm. And it only started when we got the plant. So 
looking back, it's like, okay, that makes sense why that happened that way. Um, so she started to see scary people and these scary people apparently did not have faces. They were just big black masses, like shadow people. Um, but she said they were scary. And I believed her because I'm like, this is a four-year-old child that knows nothing about ghosts or the paranormal. How would she know what that is? And so she would see this around the house. And I think the most common instance of the scary people was when she told me that one of them wanted to take a shower and we were just kind of chilling in the game room. And she was like, um, one of the scary people wants to go take a shower. And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. I was like still at the time, nine years old. So I was like, um, okay. Um, are you like, do you want me to tell dad or mom? She was like, no, do not tell them. They said not to tell them. And I was like, okay. Um, right. So I told my mom because <laughs> I was like, I'm freaked out. And so when my mom got home, I told her about it and she was like, uh, that's weird. So we went to go check the bathroom. My sister said that she took a shower in and there was water in the tub. And mind you, this bathroom was never used. It was a guest bathroom. We never even went to the bathroom in there. Like it was literally never used. So yeah, those are the kind of things that were there. And there's no way that she would have gone and turned the shower on like for the person. I was with her the whole time. Oh, and did they yeah, often talk to her? Time. Was that a common experience? Yeah. So she would sit in her room or just wherever we were and just look off into the distance. And we were like, what is she looking at? And after a while, after her saying she was seeing these scary people, we were like, okay, there might actually be something here. My mom is a big believer in the supernatural. So it wasn't uncommon for her, you know, for us to say, hey, we are seeing something or something is going on. So she totally believed us, which was awesome because I feel like most of the time the parents are like, okay, okay, you're just, you know, you're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, so she did believe us. But the weirdest part, and this, I think this is the weirdest part of the story. This is definitely the weirdest part of the story because this is where the TikTok stems from. So in the time that my sister was seeing these scary people, a lot of weird stuff was happening with my family, like a lot of irritation, a lot of fights, a lot of, um, we almost lost our house. We almost lost our cars. There was a lot of negativity happening that was very uncommon for us. And um, my mom one day walks by the plant and it start, it smelled like, if you've ever smelled like a dead squirrel or like a dead bird, like that's just that smell of death that's just like rotting in the sun. That's what it smelled like. And we thought, okay, maybe something crawled up and died in the plant. I don't know. So my mom took the plant from the windowsill. She's like, man, this smells so bad. And so she's like, okay, maybe it's root rot or something like that. Cause it's common that it smells, you know, kind of gross when you get root rot. So she gets the plant and she takes it to the sink. And in her mind, she's like, okay, I'm going to take out the plant, get some potting soil, repot it, put it in another basket. That's her fix for this. But the weirdest thing is that when you have root rot, the plant shows signs of it. So the leaves start to yellow or like get little spots on them and it was beautifully green. So she takes out the plant and underneath the plant, there's like that, you know, that plastic thing that the plants come in and then there's a little basket. She takes out the plastic part and sets it down and there's a red envelope at the bottom. And this red envelope was red cellophane. So like that see-through plasticky kind of material. Mm -hmm. And in the cellophane was a written note and some coins. Well, my mom didn't see that at first. She thought it was maybe like plant food or something. Cause that's your initial thought it was like, oh, like a little packet for plant food or something. So she takes out that packet, opens the cellophane and there's a note in there written with little inscriptions, little 
runes is what we were trying to find the terminology for what they were, but they look like runes, which is kind of like a spiritual way to like seal a spell or a curse. And so there's a bunch of little runes written on this piece of paper and two coins stacked on top of each other, which are pesos. So they were Mexican coins. And um, at that moment, my mom knew whatever this was, was bad. And I think like the smell of the plant, the, you know, inscriptions, the coins, it all kind of just clicked right away to her. And she was like, we have to get this out of here right now. And so um, we, she took the plant, put it in the trash can and took, we just didn't see the plant again. Everything, she threw away the basket, the plant, everything, the card, the cellophane, everything. And so um, in the soil, I forgot a, a portion, in the soil, when she kind of like tore apart the plant to look for the root rot, she found little tiny like animal bones. Like if you've ever seen like little bird bones or like just little tiny animal bones, stuffed in where the roots were yeah yeah so we think it was some sort of curse um on our family did you guys know like who uh gave that plan at the funeral no the weird thing is is there was no card there was no card there was no you know, sympathy letter and nothing in there. It was just a plant. And my mom was super drawn to it, even though there were several others. It was like, that's the one we have to take home. And it looked pretty basic. I remember it looking like a basic plant. I was going to so, ask what made her want to take one. No matter what, she was probably going to take one just to remember the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, spiritually, I do believe that there are certain energies that, you know, you can sense and some people are more sensitive and some are not. And my mom is one of those people that's very sensitive and I feel like myself too, but my mom especially. And I think she was just drawn to that, whatever that curse was that people tried to enact on us. Um, it just kind of like enchanted her to take the plant home. And so, did the shadow people disappear after that? They did. And weird enough, the plant started smelling bad after we did a Catholic blessing on the house. So I feel like that may have either broken the curse or just kind of like let something loose. I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but it was after we got that blessing that all of a sudden the plant just started smelling bad. And does your sister have any memory of this or was she too young? She does. Yeah, she does. And one of my friends in high school actually told her once that uh, she came up, she walked up to her randomly, one of my friends. And she was like to my sister, she goes, you see them, don't you? And I remember standing there like, what are you talking about? And I, at the time, I had kind of like forgotten about the plant thing. It wasn't, you know, on my mind at that time. And then later on, I was like, oh, my God, she's talking about those people. But my friend apparently knew she saw something. And my sister was like, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> That's so bizarre. Very bizarre. So there were animal bones found in the plant. In the plant like almost pushed into the soil. Like somebody had like taken them and like pushed them down. So they couldn't see them. It wasn't like a skeleton. It was like little individual bones. Little individual bones. Of different animals or there's no way to tell? I don't, I don't know what kind of animal it was. My mom said it reminded her of little bird bones, like little like tiny bones. Like they weren't like, you know, human hands or anything like that. It was just like little tiny bird bones. Yeah. (laughs) It's, did the plant, I'm asking all these questions about a plant when you were nine but um (laughs) is there any way to remember if like it was a plant that someone dug out of their yard and put in a pot or it was bought at a store 
It looked like it was bought. Um, it was a peace lily, and those are really, really typical for funerals. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it looked, it was disguised as a, you know, typical funeral plant. So, yeah. And what do you think those entities were? I mean, obviously, we've all heard anybody who has interest in the supernatural, you hear a lot about shadow people. But at the end of the day, I mean, we don't, you know, even if I was to say, I believe in ghosts 100%. I mean, I don't really know what a quote unquote shadow person is. It's more of just like a description of, you know, some kind of supernatural phenomenon. What do you think those entities were? I mean, do you think somebody literally cursed your family and these were some kind of ghost from beyond coming to <laughs> haunt you guys? I mean, it's, it just, it feels really scary hearing that story. I know. Um, and it's so funny because I think I'm so desensitized to it that I'm like, yeah, shadow people. But I think it's just because I, I myself have seen them. Um, and I'll tell you that story in a little bit. But um, I think it was demonic, if I'm being completely honest. I've read a lot of the comments on that TikTok that say foul smells are typically demonic. Um, so whether it was an actual demon or just a negative evil entity, I'll, we'll never know. But I do think it was something sent to us. Um, and the thing about like, you know, witchcraft, if you're on the darker side of witchcraft, you have to be careful what you send to people because that can come back to you tenfold. So, you know, whatever you put out into the universe comes back to you. And I just, I don't know who exactly, we still don't know who exactly sent this to us. My mom kind of has some ideas, but not totally. Um, yeah. And some people also think that maybe it was intended for my grandmother um, to curse her in the afterlife or something like that, that we just happened to get on accident. Um, yeah, I had yeah. the plant stayed at her burial place or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah. Maybe you guys saved her from being haunted like in the afterlife. Yeah. And, you know, a creepy thing, too. I had dreams during this time um, about her being in trouble. And I was nine. OK. And I was seeing these dreams. I was having these dreams about her body parts falling out of the like, decayed body parts falling out of her coffin. Mm -hmm and her sitting dead in a chair. Sorry, this is very like morbid, but those were the kind of dreams. You're that in I was the having. right place. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was having those kind of dreams and I was nine. So it's not like I knew what that wow. was. So that so morbid and traumatic for a child to have those yeah. dreams. Does part of you wish your mom would have kept that letter as a keepsake where you could have it now as like yes. some supernatural museum? I feel like that'd be really cool to see. Yes, I do wish we had it. And I know it's so creepy and obviously I would never want that energy back in my life, but I just wish now as an adult, I could see what it said and try and figure out the code and, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause it's so interesting to me. And the placement of the coins was apparently one way is a blessing and one way is a curse, mm -hmm. like the way they were stacked. And that was kind of the advice my mom brought on those. Um, she had knew a lot of people that were into, you know, Brujeria and Santeria and all that. Um, but yeah, so she definitely looked into it and um we couldn't really crack the code because i think for her seeing that was probably so traumatic she had known that that side of the family was into that stuff and maybe had seen something like that um before she doesn't remember seeing something exactly like that but i think she kind of knew this is bad <laughs> and what did your mom think about that story going viral on tiktok she thought it was awesome she and it's so funny because we had talked about it the night before and we were talking about the story and I was like, how make a funny TikTok? Couldn't we make a TikTok about it? Like, no one's going to see this. And then it blew up and I was like, uh oh, OK, I got to explain myself. <laughs> she calls you and she's like, they're back. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, it was in right after that TikTok went viral, Texas is where I live. We had that major snowstorm. So I was inside and I had nothing else to do. So it's like, well, let me make a bunch of million TikToks about this. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I'm like sitting here like, okay, I have to worry about being haunted in my real life. And now I have to worry about being haunted or cursed in my afterlife. Kat, you're too nice for anybody to haunt you in your afterlife. <laughs> Every, nobody's perfect, Noah. I thought you'd get mad at me. Kat used to get mad when I'd be like, but you're so nice. And she'd be like, oh. I'm not that nice. And I'd be like, that's something a nice person would say. Just don't take any plans from a funeral. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And I got so many comments about that. Like, don't do that. Why would you do that? Who does that? You're crazy for doing that. Oh, I love so. the like. TikTok uh, ghost detectives are like, how dare yeah. you do this thing that literally nobody's ever talked about or thought, you know, it's like yeah. such a, like an <laughs> armchair quarterback way of dealing with these hauntings. Like, we don't yep. know. We're just people like, uh, you know, <laughs> right. exactly. So that event took place. It sounds like you all kind of wrapped that up to some degree, but I'm guessing the supernatural didn't just leave you. Usually when people have those gifts, it kind of sticks with you to a certain degree. Did you continue to have experiences after that? Absolutely. Um, I kind of sort of started a series on my TikTok where I was talking about, you know, a little bit different ghost stories that I've had. Um, one of them going back to shadow people was the shadow people incident. Um, and this was when I was an adult. Well, yeah, I was an adult. It was like 19, 20 at the time. Um, and I went to the beach with my best friend and we stayed in this little motel, real casual. We're like, we're really going to spend any time here. We're going to the beach the whole time, whatever. And so we stayed at this little motel and at night, um, the entire like motel, the lights were off. Like all of the lights were off, like the outside of the motel, um, all the street lights. Like, it was pitch black. I mean, like the darkest room that I've ever been in in my life. And so, um, I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I had to get my phone because I was like, oh my God, I can't see anything. And so I'm like walking around with my phone. I'm like, I go to the bathroom. I come back out and I run into my best friend and I'm like, whoa, I'm so sorry. And I look over and she's asleep in her bed. And I'm like, and I was so scared to turn my head. I was like, what the hell did I just run into? And I remember it being a person. Like I remember touching something and there was nothing. There was a wall in front of me. And I remember touching something or someone and like, I literally said, sorry out loud. I was like, oops, sorry. And she was asleep in her bed. So, and I remember it being kind of like a mass almost, which I thought was her because it was so dark. It was like, if she, you know, if she walked up to me, she would probably look like a shadow because it's so dark in that room. And yeah, and I don't know what it was, but it almost felt, when I think back, it kind of felt like electric to touch, like little like sparks. Like when I touched, I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and I just totally thought it was her. But it was not. <laughs> that reminds me so much of our first episode where I talk about being a kid and we were playing hide and go seek. And I thought I saw one of my friends run across a dark room and I went to like hit him with my hand because it was the kind of hide and go seek where you can't run. You have to stay hidden. And then my hand went right through them and it turned and like looked at me and we all screamed and like turned oh, on the no. lights and ran out of the room. So that's the first time I've heard of somebody else kind of having that. Oh, I think this is a person you know, but it's actually some kind of shadowy, freaky figure. What do you think it is about you that attracts these entities to you? I mean, have, is do you think it's because you grew up in a surrounding where it was kind of okay to believe in these things? Or do you think it was your grandmother's 
involvement kind of in the occult or is there just really no rhyme or reason? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a combination of my mom being so open-minded with us when we were kids. We could tell her anything and she would believe us. She never would, you know, put us down or say like, that's stupid. She was always like, oh, like, tell me more and what happened. So when I would see things or when I would experience things, I felt totally comfortable telling her. And I feel like, you know, for me, I love spooky stuff. I think I've watched so many scary movies that I'm completely desensitized to it. I can watch The Conjuring with my eyes open and laugh at it. I mean, like that's how much I watch scary movies. And so I just, I think that combination of like, just, you know, researching and watching scary things. And I watch like, you know, YouTube videos of ghost sightings and stuff. I've always been drawn to it. And I do think it has something to do with my grandmother being so into the occult and um, just our family. I actually have a really cool story to tell y'all that I haven't told um, about my family, but um, I think the roots of spirituality and like ghosts and spooky stuff just stemmed from my family like generations ago. Yeah, that's always really fascinating to me. So yeah, I want to hear the story you haven't told before. Yeah, so this is a new one and I'll probably make a TikTok about it, but y'all are the first to hear it. Awesome. So my mom was talking to me and we were kind of just you know, kind of just talking about the ghost stuff and, you know, seeing if, you know, what other content can we create? I want to bring her on my TikTok eventually because um, I know people want to meet her, but um, we were just kind of talking about, you know, the family and like, why were we cursed and stuff? And my mom told me, she's like, hey, I was thinking the other day, why are we cursed? Like, why do you think that, you know, our family or generations tend to get, have weird things happen to us? And so um, she told me that my great- let me get this right. My great grandfather and my great grandmother, they lived in Mexico. And when they lived in Mexico, they lived on the mines and they worked in the mines. And so they built a house. There was really no rules of the land at the time. They kind of built a house around the mines. Well, when they built this house, it was built on top of a graveyard. And my great grandfather never said anything about it to my great grandmother. And so um, they built this house on top of a graveyard and every now and then the house would literally shift because of the decaying bodies underneath the house. <laughs> yeah. And so um, my grandma kind of grew up with that, you know, like, you know, part of the occult stuff because my great grandparents were, I guess, like more drawn to the spiritual side or maybe like experienced things when they were in the mines. Um, but yeah, the fact that they built a house on top of the mines where there were bodies buried is just horrifying. But anyway, um, so they practiced when they were in Mexico, they did practice the occult, they practiced witchcraft and stuff like that. Um, my grandmother, she used to use the Ouija board. And um, that is something that I will, I've actually done once just for fun because I was like, yeah, I pulled a Ouija board in my high school. Uh, yeah, don't do that kids. That's <laughs> very bad. Don't do that. Um, you don't know what you're talking to but you're opening the doors to. Right. Um, so yeah, my grandma, um, I guess growing up, that's the first part of the story is the mines being built. I just thought that was so weird. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and the part about my grandma, so she would practice a Ouija board and she would get into a trance, which was kind of unusual because when you use the Ouija board, um, you're, tip, you're usually supposed to use it with someone else. So you have the more people, the more energy you're expending to bring something forth or to summon something. And she would use it by herself and she would get into a trance where she would just like rock back and forth and like her eyes would glaze over and she'd be talking in tongues and like creepy stuff like that. And so um, I think that's how she brought these different entities 
Um, and I believe they were all negative. I don't think there were any positive entities in that house. Um, but yeah, so she experienced a lot of supernatural things that were bad, like things breaking, things falling off the shelves. Um, she was obsessed with dolls. I kind of talked about that in my TikTok. She had doll parts everywhere. Um, yeah, so just yeah. the fact that our yeah our house was built or that house was built on top of a graveyard. I'm like that. So do you consider your grandmother and I don't think this is a derogatory term, so I'm just going to, I mean, do you, do you consider her a witch? Like, is, is that? I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. And she was and like, honestly, I remember she was an amazing person. We used to watch um, like Spanish uh, novellas together. I would like color with her and she was an artist. She was an amazing artist, um, but she did have a lot of struggle in her life and literally everything was a struggle all the time. And it was, you know, I loved her and I only knew her as a child, so I didn't know her as an adult, but she did struggle a lot. And, and what I part think, of Mexico yeah, was she from? From Monterrey, but it was a, um, I think it was a city, it was Monterrey and then a city outside of Monterrey called Nuevo Leon. Okay. I think, yeah. Kat, was it our last episode where we talked about the faceless woman in Mexico? Um, I think so. It was two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah, we had a guest on who lives in Mexico now, and she was telling us about the... La, La, La Llorona. Yeah, oh, La Llorona. Yeah. And um, that was really interesting. I had not heard a lot about the, you know, kind of Mexican lore and ghost stories. Um, and she was claiming that they actually had an experience with that specific ghost, which was interesting. Um, but I think it's always kind of fun mm -hmm. to hear different backgrounds experiences with the supernatural you know it's it's in a way it kind of brings everybody together because it's literally in every culture which is, is so wild that was a cool episode that was a creepy story about la llorona right that's how i yeah was. um I have so. you heard that absolutely oh yeah that was one of the things that and i live in san antonio so san antonio is one of the most haunted cities in the u.s and that's one of our major entities is la llorona and she's like it you know all over the world but i just feel like it's a type of entity that's how i see it it's like la llorona is like you know there's like different types or different versions of her or something yeah. but my mom was telling me about another one similar to la llorona called la mano negra and it's the black hand and it's like like pretty much like a dead hand that if you do something bad the dead hand's gonna get you Ugh. um yeah it's, it's pretty cool Wait, but backtracking to your grandma, she sounded like a badass. And yeah. I honestly, like, how far do Ouija boards date? You know, like I keep hearing all of our guests are bringing them up. And it keeps getting like generational and generational uh, stories about it. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how far back they date, but I just know never I, to dodge one. I ever. wonder if she like opened it up then and then had kind of a spirit with her throughout her life that like, ultimately mm -hmm. left her that plant oh yeah and my like now in the house that we're in is not the house where everything happened it's actually down the street though so it's pretty close um but my dad this is another weird story my dad actually and he's like major skeptic sorry dad he's a major skeptic <laughs> and he's yeah he's like really really catholic and just you know like doesn't really get into the ghost stuff with us well he told me that the other day this was like recent the other day he saw me I was at work, saw me walk across the hallway to his office and walk back. And 
he saw me because he ran back inside to go get a mask. I think they were going to the store or something. He's like, oh, I forgot my mask. Walked back in, saw me, and he was like, hey, Alex, are you coming with us? Or like, hey, do you want to come with us? We're going to Costco or something. And I was on campus um, at where I work. So I was like, that's weird that my dad, someone who doesn't, is not really into that. And then my mom saw the same thing. So I think the fact that we have all these objects here kind of like draws that energy to us. Yeah. But yeah. So they saw like doppelgangers of you. Mm-hmm. And people were commenting on that one too, because I made a little TikTok about it, that that's an evil entity or something. So I'm like, great. <laughs> so I always wear like a necklace with Mary and Jesus or like the Benedictine cross or something on me. Cause I'm like, no. Well, I know you said you listened to an episode, a couple episodes. I would definitely recommend the doppelganger episode if um, oh, if you yeah. haven't heard that one or um, in the audience, whoever's listening right now, if you haven't heard that one either, I would recommend that one because it uh, it was one of the more spine chilling episodes we've had and it was incredibly descriptive of the experience that the guests had as well. So yeah, I highly recommend the doppelganger oh episode. Oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to that ASAP. <laughs> Um, you said you listened to some recently which episodes have you listened to I listened to I don't know which one it was called but it was the one where she was from um I wasn't from Mexico maybe Colombia no the Philippines where she was from the Philippines I listened to that one so she was talking about the like Filipino war and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah I listened to that yeah yeah, that I was, was like, a good that episode is too. creepy. Yeah, yeah. And then the one where um, that other TikTok girl, the one that sees like the demon in her house, I listened to that one. Amanda. Yeah, everybody yeah. gravitates towards that episode. It's, it's so, so weird. Yeah, it's that's awesome. so interesting to me. And her star has gotten really bright lately too. I just went back onto her TikTok to see how she was doing. And she's really, when we talked to her, she hadn't like fully embraced I think all this stuff, she was just starting to kind of get into it, but now she's like going to wakes and calling on the dead for people, like all kind of stuff. It's, it's fascinating to see. You, it, it, I mean, it really sounds like your family is having all of these supernatural experiences. We are kind of coming up on our hour. So I'm curious, is there any um, last story that you really want to get out to our audience before we um, wrap up? Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is more so a, um, personal experience in a different place. Um, so I went to and stayed in a haunted hotel when I was 22. Yeah. Cause my best friend was turning 21 and I was already 22. Um, and we stayed at this haunted hotel called the Emily Morgan in San Antonio. And weird enough, this hotel was built in the eighties. So people were kind of like, how was it haunted? Well, the ground that it was built on was built on battleground. So like hundreds and hundreds of people died. It's literally across from the Alamo. So hundreds of people died there. And um, there's several ghosts in San Antonio, very famous ones, the Minger Hotel, et cetera. Um, well, in the Emily Morgan, people have weird experiences and there's you know always certain rooms that you know are haunt, more haunted than the others. Well, we chose one that was not because my friend was terrified. He's like, I love this hotel, but I'm not staying in as a haunted room. And I was like, okay, cool. I would love to do that, but cool, or whatever. Um, so we stayed in a non-haunted room. So in the middle of the night, I think we got home around two, you know, it's your 21st birthday, let's stay out late, you know, whatever. So we get back to the hotel and um, I was like, honestly, completely sober because (laughs) I was taking care of him. So, um, and I remember this clear as day. 
Um, so he was, yeah, so he was like pretty, pretty gone. And, um, I laid him down in bed and I was like, all right, you go to sleep. Let me go get you some water. He would not drink the tap water. He refused. I was like, God, I got to go find a bottle of water. So I was going to go downstairs. Yeah. So I was like, let me just go downstairs and like, see if there's some bottled water that I can get. Went downstairs. I couldn't get anyone. There was no one down there. So I was like, okay, um, let me go up to the floor and see if I can find a vending machine. So I'm on our floor and I'm walking down the hall and the halls are so long because the hotel's so long. It's kind of like a Victoria area, Victorian era kind of look to it. And so the hallways are just really, 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 really long. And I remember like looking and I like, I'm hearing doors open and close. And I'm like, this is, it's like two thirty three in the morning at this point. I'm like, man, this is active. Like I'm thinking people, you know, not ghosts. And so I'm walking down the hall and I'm looking for a vending machine and I hear a door open and I look and I'm like, oh, that's the maid's closet. Cause I see like mops and like, you know, a bunch of other stuff like the shampoo bottles and the little carts. And I was like, oh cool. Like someone must be in there. Cause the door just opened, the door opens. And I like look in cause I'm like, oh, hey, like, can I get a you know bottle of water? And there's no one in there. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, is there another back door to this like closet that maybe they like just went through or something? There were no doors. There were literally three walls and a door. And I was like, okay. So the door opens and I see right in front of me, there's a huge pack of bottled water. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to just like take the water. I don't know if it costs money or something. So I'm like, hello, like, hello, is anyone in here? No one's in there. I'm like, okay, great. Grab the water, ran back to the room. I was like, oh, not was dealing with this. So scared. Someone led yeah. you to that water. Yeah. So it was like kind of a nice ghost. I think about it. I'm like, hey, that was kind of nice. And the weirdest thing is the door slammed right after I grabbed the water. It was like, bam, like not even just like close. No, it was like slam. And I was like, thank you for the water. Have a good day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have screamed and ran. Instantly. Yeah. It was so scary. I tried to rationalize it, but I was like, no, there was no one in there. I was like, I can't okay, like, went in and got the water. I would have been like, um, I'm going to yeah. leave the hotel and my friend. <laughs> I had like no fear at the time. I was like, whatever. It's just somebody's in here. Somebody has to be in here. And then I sort of started to realize like that door opened in front of my eyes and I saw no one open it. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's horrifying. So what is kind of your, I mean, not in goal, but it, you have these experiences or have you thought about, you know, trying to do like some mediumship work or, or anything like that? Where do you kind of want these gifts and experiences to go? Or is, do you think it'll just kind of always be a part of your life? What, what are you, what do you think? I would love to do more of like staying in haunted places or visiting haunted places. Um, I've just gotten recently like into travel now that we're vaccinated and mm. stuff like that. I'm like, cool. We can kind of like go do fun stuff. Um, so I think I'm going to go to some haunted places. I'm actually going to New Orleans in June. So that is like a hell yeah. of a hot spot for activity. For sure. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to do that, but yeah, I think it'll always be a part of my life. Um, I do read tarot cards. That's something that I've like gotten into in the past year or two. Um, always in love and light, nothing spooky, but I do want to go to haunted places as well. Kind of document that YouTube, TikTok, yeah. stuff like that. Well, make sure to keep us informed on what you have going on. We love to bring guests back on and, and hear any new stories yeah. they may have going on. That was certainly one of the more interesting stories we've heard. I just never really thought about, I mean, I, I guess I've heard of, you know, cursed objects, but you would think like taking a plant from a funeral of a loved one, that would be such a, 
you know, easy, comforting thing to do. And the next thing yeah. you know, you've got a house full of shadow people. Like that's not, <laughs> Yeah. it would be really scary. So I'm glad you guys made it safe from that. I mean, it's so nuts that there were bones and a card with, I mean, I mean, that's, wow, what a story. So yeah, thanks for sharing that with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. Yeah, you guys absolutely. Are awesome. Thank I'm you so go, much. Like, stop all your videos real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. Let me know what you think. Do you want to tell everyone what your TikTok handle is? Yes, it is at Alex Shippy. So A-L-E-X-S-H-I-P-P-Y-Y. My last name is Shipley, but I just feel like Shippy's more fun. Yeah, make sure you go check out her TikTok. It's really fascinating. She has a lot of content on there and a lot of spooky ghost content. At the very, very least, go and check out the plant video. Like yeah. if you're going to do anything, make sure you start there. But yeah, there's there's stories about haunted dorms, sleep paralysis. I mean, all kind of yep. super spooky stuff. So Alex, thank you again for coming on and we hope you have a good rest thank of the you. week. You too, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Stay away from haunted plants, I guess. Yeah, it's funny because look at what I'm staring at right now. <laughs> a bunch of plants. <laughs> Four pots of plants. You know, that's one of those stories where, I mean, it was a true story. You know, it had a it had a beginning, middle, and an end, which is nice. But it was it was I had watched her video on TikTok, but I did not allow myself to watch the entire thing because I wanted to have some surprises when went. Once I kind of got the gist, I wanted to be surprised um, with you. We had her on here and it really caught me off guard that there were ritualistic curses, potential curses hidden within the plant. I mean, that's so scary. The, my, the first thing my head went to was if this was a store-bought plant, maybe it was like just like quickly the beginning of the day, a bunch of these flowers were made and like stuffed into their pots. And that was like their store envelope or card maybe put at the bottom. And it was like some sort of like graphic for the store, but the, it had money in it. Money. And then those bones too. Yeah. That sounds like, I mean, not that I have any idea which witchcraft is, but it sounds like if it was like just done at the store to be like some kind of witch terrorism, like they don't even know where it's going. It's just like, whoever gets this is going to have shadow people. And then what if like at the store, a bird had gotten caught in it? Like, <laughs> I'm serious. And just had like, and just disintegrate it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, I do. I mean, it's something that we've, or um, we have tried to book a witch for the longest, as long as this podcast has been going on, we have tried to find somebody who claims to be a witch, but it's, it's hard to find somebody that wants to come on and talk about that. So audience, if you're listening to this and you identify as a witch, or you have a friend who is a witch, um, we would love to talk to them. Please don't curse us. Uh, but we are witch positive and we, we would like to hear what's going on. I don't, I don't know. I just find that it's one thing to believe in ghosts. It's one thing to kind of participate in the occult. It's another thing to full on like believe in spells and things like that. So that is really always fascinating me, even as a child. Now, I mean, honestly, we should need to have Devin back on anyways, but he has been he's been practicing spells like oh, that's right i remember on the halloween episode him briefly talking about that uh -huh. i'd forgotten yeah Devin is an interesting guy he always has so much going on after hearing that story does it make you a little apprehensive to take plants home from funerals yes 
honestly, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it, but the idea of having doppelganger versions of yourself out there and your parents seeing them to me is almost more scary than having the shadow people in the home. However, I will say if I had a young sibling, especially that four, you know, if I had a sibling that was four and I'm nine and my sibling starts telling me about conversations she's having with ghosts, that would, that would mess me up a little bit. Scariest thing for me was the hotel story where she, not the water bottle one, but where she like got up to go to the bathroom and said, Oh, sorry to her friend. And her friend was still in bed. I feel like I'm always so anxious. I've always been as scared of the dark ever since I watched what lies beneath in third grade. <laughs> Cause it like scared me so much. I always checked like my closets under yeah. my bed, the closet in the bathroom. And still to this day, like I'll lock our door before we go to sleep, like our bedroom door, not uh, also our regular doors, but, and then I'll always have to have my flashlight on and go into the bathroom, um, like on my phone. Cause I just like, I don't want to be surprised by like eyes or people or, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I was young, um, I can't remember if it was one of my parents, but somebody told me that if I was bad, a monster would live underneath my bed. So mm -hmm. for like the longest time as a kid, I would look under my bed every night before I went to sleep to see if the monster was there. Yeah. Pro tip for parents, don't do that to your kids. It's not a good thing. <laughs> also, this is just a fun random tidbit. And I don't know if we went into it on detail, but on an older podcast, like way in the beginning, we had a medium on that um, said there was like, I don't know, somehow she brought up a baby and like a baby. Teresa's that episode, right? She said, um, I don't know if we kept this part in the episode, but she was talking about a, a baby that was three months or three years that had passed. And I went into detail about like, oh, this person I know just lost a baby. And then Teresa was like, oh, well, they're going to have a boy um, again. And they had a boy. Wow. That was cool. Well, yeah, that was a super fun episode. Uh, thank you all for listening in. Thank you for continuing to rate and review our iTunes. Um, it, it just keeps coming in and it, it really just makes us so happy to do what we do to know that you all enjoy it. And honestly, as long as you guys enjoy it, we'll keep knocking out episodes. Hopefully here before too long, we can start maybe doing a little trip here and there to do some uh, recorded spooky content. I know we've talked about going to Savannah and getting a ghost tour from our previous guest. And we actually have a guest coming on next week who also uh, does ghost tours in Savannah and has had a bunch of ghost stories. So it'll be kind of interesting wow. to see kind of a, another view of that city that is one, one of the most haunted cities in the country. Yes. And guys, I have this weird experience that I can't wait to share. We just haven't gotten to it yet, but hopefully soon. So get excited because it does make me, it does move the needle a little bit for me. So, oh man, I can't wait to hear about it. We've got a free JJ up. Yeah. He's too busy <laughs> working on his degree. Get, get I know. How dare he further <laughs> his life? <laughs> How dare he not give all his attention to ghosts, you know? <laughs> and with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Kat. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.